Welcome, my chingus, to episode 96 of This Week in K-Pop. In this episode, we will talk about 24 Hours, Eric Nam, Gavi and Jay, G-Friend, Hayes and Dean, Sam Kim and Kwon Jina, Sik K, and V-Romance. My name is Steven, and with me as always is my lovely, lovely co-host, Josh. Hello. Now, This Week in K-Pop is a discussion podcast that covers the last two weeks of K-pop music video releases. Right. In each episode, Josh and I will pick what we think is the best song of the episode. Now, you can find more episodes on iTunes, on the Google Play Store, and on SoundCloud. And the video version... Uh, <laughs> Even though it's late. Speaking of the video version, oh, yeah. uh, it's, it's about three episodes behind, and... I say it every time we record this, I'm going to get to it. Never get to it. But I will get to it. But soon. You can find old episodes on our YouTube channel if you want to see our lovely faces. Mm -hmm. uh, just search for This Week in K-Pop to find us anywhere. Right. Now let's get to it. The last episode, yeah. we made it very clear that that was like one of the worst two weeks in a very long time. Yeah. And kind of unfortunately, uh, it hasn't gotten too much better this week. Yeah. Or this it, it has gotten better, though. It has gotten better, but uh, not in astounding portions. Yeah. For yeah. for two weeks in kind of prime summertime, it was mm. actually um, not that many big names yeah. came out. Or at least not any good big names. Yeah. <laughs> except for one, maybe. Yeah. So let's get to that one. Yeah. By Stahl, you know? So I actually won Rock, Paper, Scissors for once. For once. So I get to go first with my favorite song of the episode. And that is by a group of girls that have done very well for themselves. Um, their first song this year mm -hmm. uh, broke a lot of records. Oh, yeah. And this one is currently, I think, also number one still. Uh, I, th I think on Melon, at least, a lot of the Show Me The Money songs are still like kind of... Really I know havoc. the BY songs yeah. are, are are still really up there, but yeah. I think last time I checked, this was still number one. Okay, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, because they're number one in my heart. It's at least episode. it's at least top three or top two. Yes. Yeah, their last song, of course, being rough, and it yeah. had the 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 record for the longest at number one. Yeah. Uh, so G Friend is back with their a new song. Probably pronouncing it wrong, but it's Navaret. Navillera. Navillera. There we go. We'll go with that one. Navillera. G Friend with Navillera.
first try. <laughs> the first try with the magic of editing. Yeah. Uh, so G Friend, yeah. continuing with their trend of shitty foreign names that have nothing yeah. to do with the Korean names. Like Rough, uh, Megustas 2, uh, Glassbead. To be fair, Glassbead actually was the name of the Korean. It uh, was a direct yeah, translation. Yeah, but the other ones, no, nothing like this. Yeah, I'll be talking to some of my students, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I love G Friend." Like, like uh, Rough was great, and they're like, like eh. "What song?" That one's like uh, the Korean translation, direct translation would be like, "Time is running now" or something. Yes, yeah. or be like, "Oh man, I really like Megustas too," and they're yeah. like, I actually, "I actually don't know what the Korean title is for Megustas too." Is that the one that's like Udi? No, because this one's it, the direct title is like, "You and Me." Yes. Yeah. But at least Magustas 2, they do say Magustas 2 in but, the song. But this song, they also do say Navidad. Do they? Yeah. I, I have no idea. And yet, it's your favorite song. Uh, summertime. <laughs> summertime. <laughs> uh, so, G-Friend, mm-hmm. let, let me start off by saying that uh, we do both really like G-Friend. That's right. Uh, I mean, so does a lot of people. A lot of people, yeah. But... This song... So, G-Friend had three songs. We just mentioned Glassbead. Magusa's too rough, rough yeah. and they're three very very similar songs. I think they even call it like a trilogy. Yeah, like stylistically. Yeah, yeah. and with their outfits and their and concepts. concepts. Yeah, um, and this one is their first one that it's not entirely different, not at all, but it is a uh, different or <laughs> it is yeah. more different than yeah. those uh, three previous songs. They're starting to kind of go away from what kind of made them really really popular and trying to go into a little bit uncharted territory at least for g friend yeah Yeah. it's like baby steps Mm -hmm. though so comparatively to their last songs we both found that this song was like blazing fast yeah so i i kind of have this little pet peeve of mine if a song really feels rushed uh not not in terms of bpm but just in terms of the way it feels uh then it kind of feels really noisy to me Mm -hmm. and this song it kind of you know, suffers from that. It's it's really it sounds really fast and rushed. We went back and listened to to Rough also, and Rough I thought was initially kind of fast paced, at least BPM wise, and that song seemed like turtle pace compared yeah. to listening to this song. Like you you were saying, it's something like we were listening to it on one point five, one point two five speed. Yeah, I thought maybe I accidentally fucked it up, yeah. and we were listening to it really fast. Right. And it, which is crazy because G Friend is known for the choreography being very. Knife-like, right, is the is the term. But the only way they can do that is with kind of high BPM songs, yeah. right? And so they'll be putting on no ballads anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. So like, I think a lot of people have these fresh concepts, but they don't have it in the same kind of way as G Friend does. But then they're like, let's just go even harder, right? Yeah. Like, what else made us famous? Uh, doing our dance at two X speed. Yeah. So we're gonna. Make a song that's already freaking fast so yeah. that when we do 2X again, it's going to blow people's minds again. Yeah, because G-Friend, I think, what really kind of rose them the fame was this one viral video. I think we've talked about it on mm-hmm. the after show uh, where the members are dancing in the rain, which a lot of K-pop groups have to do. And like they just keep falling and coming back up and continue with the choreography. And that kind of really appeals to the Korean public because it shows that they're hardworking and they try, you know... To, to tough it through really hard times and so them dancing like really like kind of knife-like and dancing really hard and breaking a sweat that's kind of like their charm yeah. that's their charming point so i think they thought you know what what is going to make them seem like they're working harder let's make it seem like everything is just faster 
Yes. Yeah. But, you know, e- even though it's fast, that's not my, my like, even though this is my favorite song, I- I'm talking about it kind of like it's not. Yeah. But I, I don't think of their four songs i think this is definitely the least catchy mm. it's not a bad song at all no, but not. it is definitely the least catchy to me mm. um there are a lot of moments in this song where it feels like you're just waiting for the catchy part to come and then it doesn't even really come mm-hmm. like we would go back to rough and we go back to Megusis 2 and we're and we can hum like almost the entire song mm. now maybe that's because we just need to hear this song a hundred more times sure. right our tastes change all the time with yeah. like this is our first week with this song right yeah but at first glance, it really does seem uh, way less catchy than uh, at least Rafa and Magusta's team. Yeah, and I think what really kind of makes it seem less catchy is the chorus itself. It yeah. doesn't really distinguish itself from the actual verse. Mm-hmm. It kind of just blends in without really noticing it. And then later on, when they kind of repeat it a few times, you're like, oh, that's the chorus. Yeah. You know? It was a very weak chorus i think in my head which actually is i think one of the trends of 2016 is like choruses are not catchy anymore Mm -hmm. and this song really sounds like it belongs at the beginning of a japanese Mm -hmm. anime like gundam wing like the robots are like flying around shooting each other uh because i mean jifern always had a kind of throwback sound but this one had a lot of throwback sounds at least for me that placed me back into like the gundam era of like super electronic super high bpm like like I can just picture like the Gundam sliding around, and, and, and it really doesn't help that there's kind of like this electric guitar, like kind of solo breakdown dance part that just screams like yeah. you know anime. Yeah, but I mean, in the end, I I, I still did enjoy the song. Mm. Um, it didn't let me down like like Dreamgirls. Let's not mention Dreamgirls. I wasn't gonna go there. Uh, I was gonna go with like Seventeen. Like Seventeen's yeah. last year, Seventeen songs were so good. They were, and the two songs they released this year were just so really, not really good. bad, really bad. I think um, so. They they didn't definitely didn't let it let me down. Right, yeah. like like Dreamgirls, like this. Um, but it does leave a little bit to to be desired. I think. Mm. But but as we said, I think the catchiest part, and it's repeated throughout the verse and the chorus, is this kind of like melody chain or mm-hmm. rhythm like at the end yeah. uh, of a of a of a phrase i guess yeah instead of sustaining the note uh after the end of like kind of a riff they chop it up into like a dun 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 kind yeah. of sound yeah i think the the very clear one in my head is right it's like the ania yeah yeah um and that's the part where like i'm singing along with and exactly. so is josh that is singing part, along that part right? is definitely the most catchy part of the song yeah. and it's arranged i think really well yeah do do like that little part yeah. uh, i do wish there were more mm-hmm. um I, I do think of course though that getting away from the schoolgirl concept uh they did it very well like it's still really innocent-ish yeah. Yeah. um although uh the music video is kind of broken down into like i think like a past and like a modern version yeah it's kind of hard um, to figure out what's going on yeah they're like going back and forth between these weird time periods and in the modern outfits like couple of the girls were wearing like like you can see midriff and stuff mm-hmm. which for g friend was like wow yeah girls. and it, it i think that's the proper way to like transition into more mature kind of concepts and and things like that rather than just changing really really abruptly yeah like like a gradual change yeah, yeah. is really good because i think like in older concepts and stuff like steven was saying it's a lot of uniforms like they're all kind of wearing the same things 
And in this one, they're starting to differentiate the outfits a little bit more differently. And they're and not the all so uniform. Yeah, the they're hair starting is to different. differentiate with the hair. Yeah. And G Friend was kind of more like uniform. They mm -hmm. kind of have the same hair, mm -hmm. you know, knife-like choreography. They all look the same kind of mm -hmm. a deal. But they're starting to, you know, starting to modern reach out a little it bit. Up. Reach out um, a little bit. You know, they, they've been doing very well for themselves. Mm -hmm. A G Friend is probably one of the biggest success stories. Close to, I guess, Mamamoo in the last three years. Yeah, I'm glad Mamamoo um, is also coming up. So we're really happy to see that they, they, they have not disappointed yet. Mm -hmm. That may be a jinx because we said that about 17. Yeah. And look what happened with them. Yeah, knock on wood. We said there's no way Produce 101 could fail after, after they come together. But hey, you know, we'll just we'll just have to see. But uh, we'll just move on to, I guess, my favorite song episode. Uh, my favorite song of the episode is by this female rapper slash singer. Uh, her name is Hayes, featuring my boy Dean with their song And July. about Dean is like the more I look at him the less attractive he becomes like I used to I used to think yeah. he was I used to think he was so like so attractive but like so many got people, in your head man but no not just you so many uh -huh. people of so many people I've talked to that I've like been talking about why, Dean why are you just talking about how good looking Dean is no, 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 like, I've, multiple I've, people I mean I've been promoting a podcast to people and that's, um, a lot. that's like two that's people that's not true at least it's better than none you're right. Yeah. None of my friends give a shit about K-pop. And I was talking about Dean, and then everybody, uh, foreign, I talked to some like non-Korean people and Korean people, and all of them were just like, yeah, I guess he's handsome. Everybody kind of has their own taste, and I was like, what? Is it just me? And so I think it's just me. I mean, he's definitely a handsome dude. He's just not, yeah. he wasn't like the god of handsome face that you no, like definitely not. perpetuated when yeah. you first saw him. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, speaking of good looking Dean. Yeah. Now he, uh, this is technically an Hayes song. Yeah. And she worked with Dean previously on Shut Up and Groove. Mm -hmm. That is a song that I didn't super, super like the first time we heard it. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked a lot about how the backing track 
during the chorus was like really busy. Yeah. And it felt like a lot of weird stuff's going on. The layering wasn't quite right. Yeah. yeah. But the more I listen to that song, the less that again, maybe it's because I'm getting more used to it, but the less that mattered to me. And I actually yeah. really did end up enjoying uh that song quite a bit. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat as you. It definitely for me kind of got less noisy when I could kind of isolate the things that I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. And you know, this song I think uh compared to that song uh, I like this song almost initially when I heard it mm. uh, because it's it starts off with this kind of like, you know, just DJ messing around on the track and it's a sample, obviously. And it really, really reminds me of like something DJ Premier would do. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with him, but he's a very famous American DJ. Uh, you know, he's part of Gangstar if you don't know who they are. But if you do know DJ Premier, when I mention him, you will go, oh, yeah, definitely his style. Yeah. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. DJ but Premier. there was a My DJ boy. who did work on this song. His name was DJ Frizz. Uh, I think he did some stuff with like Dynamic Duo also. Like Dynamic Duo kind of has that sound as well. For me, I think this is a perfect kind of R&B hip hop duet, and it's so much better that there's a guy and a girl rather than just two guys or you know one singer and one rapper. Because you know, Hayes does rap in this, but she does. I think more singing than rapping. Yeah, I mean she raps a tiny. It's like ninety percent singing. Yeah, um, by Hayes. Yeah, and I and I really like that because there's a lot of back and forth between you know, like Dean and Hayes, and I think that's it. Really, really works well with a duet. Mm. And so this is kind of like really like a head bumper, and but you're not a real big fan of the Hayes rapping, right? So, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't. Luckily, it's very short. Yeah. Um, but I just, I think we mentioned the last time we talked about Hayes, which was that as a rapper, she was like nothing. Mm -hmm. She was like nothing special. You know, she was an unpretty rap star too. Mm -hmm. She had a couple of songs after that or featuring with other people. And she was like, eh. And we talked about how there weren't many female R&B singers. And Mm -hmm. and I think Hayes is much, much, much better as a singer. Singer. Um, Especially, uh, paired up with Dean. Yeah. I think they work very well together. I don't like this song as much as Shut Up and Groove, but again, as is the theme with a lot of these kind of sevens and six songs to Mm -hmm. me, is like, I think I need to hear them more. And if I hear them more, sometimes they get better, sometimes Sometimes they get worse. worse. Yeah, Um, because sometimes a six or a seven can turn into like an eight, even a nine, right? And sometimes you will hear a song and it'll be like an eight and nine for you, and then it'll drop to a six or seven. So, like, I think a good kind of comparison is that. You really like, I mean, I like them too, but you definitely like the more like R and B. I really do. That that is less poppy. Mm. Um, so there sometimes there's some like uh, crush songs or Zion T especially mm-hmm. where I it's just I like catchiness and I mm-hmm. like more poppy stuff, and mm-hmm. so I think that's why I like Shut Up and Groove more because Shut Up and Groove more is much more I think mainstreamy. Yeah, um, especially since like this song, it, it does have a DJ and kind of a more hip hop backing track with like you know a drum kit and you know turntables and things like that. And Shut Up and Groove was more of kind of I wouldn't say orchestral, but there definitely were less hip hop elements in it and more kind of pop stylings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's I think that's another reason why like you know I I really think Dean has a great voice, but I'm not so hype on like his mm. solo stuff as much as you mm. uh, because. Uh, it's just not, you know, you know, you know, I like me some catchy, catchy choruses. So Dean's not really that dude. So Dean has come out with a few duets, obviously two with Hayes and one with Taeyeon, like 
Compare- I don't call the one with Hannah to do it. But uh, in reference to those and his solo stuff, you like his duets more or do you like his solo Wait, stuff more? Which one was? Oh, it was Starlight. Yeah. That one is more of a duet. I was yeah. sorry. I was thinking uh, Crush, Crush and uh, Pan. Yeah. And I was like, that ain't a duet. Okay. Which one do I like more? Yeah. If you, if you had to batch the, the duets together and the solo stuff together. Because, you know, you and I, we talk about how some some singers... We really, really like them more as featuring artists rather than solo singers. Uh, yeah. Like a good example would be like Ailey. I think we like Ailey as a mm-hmm. as more as a kind of featured singer rather than a solo artist. The thing with Ailey though, it's it. I think at one point that was true. Yeah. But nowadays, I think of Ailey more as a solo artist, mm-hmm. but not any of her new stuff. Kind of like the mm-hmm. the, the Older, original kind of stuff. Yeah. Because she hasn't even really been featured in a lot of stuff. Yeah. She used to be featured in, like, a lot of, like, R&B-ish type tracks, like that Proce uh, song, but that doesn't happen anymore. I don't even know where Ailey has been. Yeah, I hope she released something new. Anyways, back um, to the original question. Back to the original. So, Solo artist or featuring artist? I think I would, in theory, like Dean Moore as, a, like, a duet. Mm. But so far, the duets that have happened haven't been like knocking it out of the park for mm-hmm. me personally. Right. I actually think my favorite Dean song is his first one, which I can't yeah. even remember the name of his first one. Dean song Pour Up. Pour Up. Yeah. Yes. I think that's actually my favorite Dean song. I ha- honestly I haven't listened to it in a while, but right. I remember at the time like I was m- way more hype about that song than any of his other releases. And you know what's funny? When we I think when we first heard that song, you liked that song more than me. I did. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Man- interesting. Hmm. Maybe I need to listen to that song again. Yeah. I don't know. Well, let's. I guess let's talk about the music video. So the music video uh, is this kind of like Mr. and Mrs. Jonesy. Uh, it's this couple who love each other, but they really, really hate each other. So they're kind of doing all these really petty and passive-aggressive things. You know, like pouring salt into each other's cereal, spitting in their coffee, uh, like, you know, using a toothbrush to kind of wash their shoes, things like that. Right. Hash, hashtag relationship goals. Yeah. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag goals. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, I think it's really kind of funny. Uh, yeah. It's a really good video. Uh, you should check it out. There's a lot of kind of good use of props and I think colors. But the shocking twist that we found at the end of the music video is that this was produced by none other than DigiPetty. And DigiPetty, uh, Stephen and I had a kind of, uh, not really an argument, but a conversation about what we think makes a DigiPetty video a DigiPetty video. But needless to say, when we saw this, it did not scream DigiPetty to us. Yes. Yeah. To be clear, DigiPetty, they're not producers. They're, oh, they're music they're directors. Directors, we'll say. Um, yeah. I just say that because maybe you don't know what DigiPetty is, but mm-hmm. they direct music videos. Mm-hmm. Um, they have nothing to do with the uh, music production of, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, of the song. But, you know, DigiPetty, we talk about them a lot, but, you know, what other music videos do they make, Josh? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've made a lot of music videos but mainly kind of uh the famous one that a lot of people remember is uh exid's up and down mm-hmm. uh you know things like uh, they're like yes star one more yeah, just recently more. they did i th- we think i'm pretty sure they did all my mind by mix um it's mix not mix, mix. Oh, okay that's a different group okay uh, get in trouble by saying that. Anyways, TG Petty's known for certain things, and we got yeah. into this argument of like very similar to uh, like the Twitter argument or the yeah. or the um, uh, devil's, devil's advocate, advocate yeah. argument, um, which actually kind of led into a thing that delayed this podcast. For, it really did for like an hour and a half. We started um, filming at like one thirty in the morning. Yeah, 
And I even had coffee, but I can definitely feel it kind of yeah. running out um, as I'm speaking right now. Professionalism on our podcast. We are always. always professional. Um, but to me, like, it, this was really like a, the next step evolution of DigiPetty. Mm. Because there are small amounts of things that, like, are like, okay, I can, I can sort of maybe see that this is DigiPetty, mm-hmm. but it really felt like they were doing a totally different thing. Yeah. It's like when, when Brave Sound produces for dudes, and it's like a totally different sound than what everyone kind of expects from Brave Sound, mm-hmm. uh, uh, because they're primarily known for the, their Groger stuff. This was like n- not super simplistic mm-hmm. like sets, not bright-ass colors, mm-hmm. not super pastel uh, 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 things. This was like... it. Half of it really felt like like a troublemaker video, a little bit, yeah. And then we were arguing about like how Digi Petty it was. Uh, so I think we what we can safely say is that I think a huge, huge difference between the Digi Petty we know and this music video, and why we kind of were surprised it was a Digi Petty video was uh, the lighting. Yeah. Because uh, Digi Petty videos are normally very, very, very bright. Yeah, and this video was very, very, very kind of grungy. There's kind of a filter involved, and you know, well, he didn't be... seem out of character from Dean Solo videos, mm-hmm. um, like the Half Moon and, yeah. and and the other one. Yeah, um, but it was different. We're like, holy shit, this blew yeah, my like. Nice. I know for most people, they wouldn't even care. Yeah, but like, it really blew my mind. Um, yeah, for guys who watch like tons of you know K-pop music videos, it was, yeah. and we know like a producer or a you know video director has a certain style and all of a sudden they just are doing something really 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 interesting but but i think uh the best part the thing that does make this digi petty mm. is that while this is very similar to like the troublemaker videos the troublemaker videos are just the generic k-pop video where it's like half a photo shoot Mm, it doesn't like really there's scenes. no real story mm. right you can kind of infer one you kind of make one up but it's really just a photo shoot video right um but this one has that kind of digi petty flavor where there's like there's this weird amount of character in what otherwise there is no character yeah. in a music video yeah right? because this could have been a very bland music video with yeah. just like a guy and a girl but just posing yeah. looking angry yeah. look but it's not it's like they're having fun with each other yeah. the, the, there's a lot of uh, things that they do in the music video of fucking with each other mm-hmm. like it that part is really like oh, okay yeah. like, I, I can totally see uh and and that's what made this music video much, much, much better than I think yeah. like Shut Up and Groove and yeah. even Dean's solo yeah. stuff. It was fun. Yeah. Um, like when I found out that it was DigiPetty and I went back and watched it and I like tried to look at for like DigiPetty kind of marks. Yeah. Um, it, it did really show up to me in certain scenes where there was like a really big contrast in color. Mm-hmm. And DigiPetty, I think, really likes doing that, especially with like the characters versus the backdrop. Mm-hmm. Like the character itself will be like one kind of solid color and the backdrop will be another. Mm-hmm. And but this video is kind of different because there are two kind of characters. There's Dean and Hayes. But I felt like Dean kind of had a certain blue color to him and Hayes kind of had this like pink, maroonish color to her. And it really kind of showed in the music video for me. I will not say anything about that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, moving on. Th- yeah. Those were somehow. Th- I think that was the least positive we've ever been about our peaks of the week. I think so. Yeah. Like it was weird. 
You usually at least for a while. Positive. At least for it's been a while. Yeah. But you do really like um, the Dean song. I really do. Oh, like the Hayes song. Yeah. Um, this Hayes and Dean song. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what else we really like? And sometimes we don't thank them enough. We're not positive enough, even though we want to be positive. Yeah. And those are the people that support us on Patreon. I need to come up with a better system. I think I want to change to doing the shoutouts at the like the first episode after it's all processed. But mm-hmm. right now, I kind of wait like a couple of weeks just to make sure everything goes okay. Yeah. Maybe that's just too anal of me. I don't know. Yeah, but, but we haven't had any problems so far. Right? Yeah, we haven't had any problems. I, I yeah. think I was more afraid like that some problems would happen mm-hmm. and, and that, that it, they weren't because our viewers are awesome. Yeah. Um, but recently we had, we have 45 awesome people who donate money every week. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, every, every month. month. And so we want to give a shout out to our super awesome mega chingus who donate $25 or more every single month. Uh, so I want to thank Makai T. Got your name right. I hope that's right. We have Ben P, Lauren C, and Emma L. Thank you for your support. Yeah, these four people have been around for a very long time. And mm-hmm. together, that's $100 a month. And That's crazy. And that let us buy these lights. Yeah. That you haven't seen yet. Because I haven't finished the video episode and it's times like this where i'm reading these people who gave us all this money and i'm just like guilty i just feel so just the guilt like I, um, i'll be totally honest like overwatch has ruined my life like pretty much what coincided with me stopping to do the uh video it is video versions is when overwatch came out because all i do is i play overwatch <laughs> I play a lot of Overwatch. Um, But anyways, we do want to mention, though, of course, on Patreon, uh, where uh, we have a new goal. Mm -hmm. And we are closer to the new goal. We are. uh, Compared to last episode. Uh, We are now at 285. We need 15 more dollars to reach our $300 goal. And that new goal will be to provide a brand new type of podcast once a month. It's kind of an interview slash discussion podcast. We, We... haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to wait until after summer. Yeah. Um, if we don't reach that goal by August, we might just film like a pilot one just in case. And see how you guys kind of like it, whether or not you want it around and then, you know. Yeah. Um, but we just want to talk to people who live in Korea. Yeah. Korean people. Kind of a slice of life podcast, if you will. Yes. Like one that I really want to do. I don't know if this will ever be possible. Probably not. But I uh, recently I had... Um, some of my old students come back from high school mm-hmm. and uh, like my two favorite students of all time. And, you know, just talking to them about high school life mm-hmm. is just so painful. Oh, these, so these, so Steven and I are teachers in Korea and we teach mainly middle school. And so his old students who were his middle school students are now high school students. And I came back to visit him, which is common in Korea. Yes. And they're talking about the Korean high school life. Yes. Yeah. And it's especially uh, apparent to me because I was an American high school teacher. Mm-hmm. And, like, the the experience is just so different. And I know people know. They're like, oh, you know, they got to work hard. Work very hard, hard, blah, blah, blah. Or if you're like my students and you're kind of uh, stereotypically racist, they're just like, well, Asians are just smarter. And it's like, no, you don't understand. You do not understand how hard they work that smart-ass Asian, yeah. like, had to work. But uh, anyways, I really wanted to interview them. Like, I really wanted to, like, just hear them talk about, like, their life and, just their and how painful it is yeah. at certain times and how much, like, they, they hate it, but then they know it's necessary. And that just kind of viewpoint that you don't really get in America of, yeah. like, 
it sucks, but I have to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we also want to talk to just normal people, right? Like yeah. people you know. I don't know anybody other than two girls, two high school girls. But we want to do kind of an interview series. Talk about whether they even like K-pop or talk about what their life is like at their job, whatever their job is or, or, yeah. or their past or stuff like that. And I think it'd be cool uh, because I don't think anybody else does that. Yeah. I don't Not think that it, I know. I don't think a lot of people can do that because Stephen and I are in a really peculiar position where we're English speakers who like K-pop in Korea. Right. Yeah. And, and of the other people that live in Korea, they're usually like YouTubers, right? They're usually people that, that do standard YouTube stuff. They don't do long form things, right? Mm-hmm. They don't do long form interviews. They definitely don't do podcasts. Uh, so we thought that'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, to get to that goal, you got to go to patreon.com slash this week in K-pop. Yeah. All links, of course, will be in all the descriptions. If you don't like Patreon, you can also help us by donating directly on PayPal. Uh, the link is paypal.me uh, slash this week in K-pop. A couple of people do that uh, do that too. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's it for money. I feel like I'm losing my voice. Yeah, it really feels like it because you, I mean, so <laughs> living in Korea is hard because uh, your actually immune system does go down because living in a country is more stressful for you, even if it is like, you know, just as good quality of life. Yeah. And Steve and I, we get sick quite often living in Korea. Yeah, I always had a bad body because I'm, I was, I'm fat and I don't take care of myself, right? Um, okay. But in the last year, it's been especially uh, bad. Yeah. Uh, but I do, I do feel like I'm getting kind of sick. I took a bunch of Advil earlier today. Uh, yeah. But now, apparently, I think I was arguing with you too much. And now my voice is suddenly leaving. So I hope the audio is still okay. But let's get to it then. We got to yeah. speed this up. Speed it up. The next song that I want to talk about is by ostensibly a brand new group. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this is technically their debut song, but I think it is. Um, this is a new group called V Romance with their new song, She. Korean, it's definitely supposed to be bromance. But there's no kind of Korean sound for V. Yeah. So it's kind of a B sound. So, but then they spelt it with V though still. Yeah. Um, bromance. But it's supposed to be bromance. Yeah. Uh, so these are uh, four dudes. They're under mm-hmm. Rainbow Bridge World. Yeah. Uh, which is also Mama. Is that right? Rainbow Bridge Rainbow World? World? Yeah. That's, that's, it sounds so wrong, it's but it so, might be right. Yeah. It's so bad, but that's the company. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, I thought maybe I wrote it down wrong. Uh, but it is the same company that uh, has Mamamoo. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have uh, Basic from Show Me the Money 4. Uh, they're also co-managers of Phantom and Geeks. Yeah. Um, which I didn't know that. I actually learned yeah. that. The other I mean, so they have some like good names in there. And in the music video, Hwasa from Mamamoo doesn't make an appearance. So. Yes. So being the brother group of Mamamoo comes with a certain number of expectations. Yeah. And the main expectation is, can they sing? Answer is, yes, they can. Yes, they can. Yeah. Um, now, they compare themselves, at least in the description of the video, to groups like... Uh, 2, p- 2 a.m. Yeah. and Noel. Yeah. But uh, this song is totally not a generic ballad uh, vocal group yeah. song. I think Noel, like Four Men, uh, even yeah. sometimes Too Big, 2 a.m., those guys are mainly ballad singers. Mm-hmm. And this song is nothing like a ballad. Yeah. Uh, it's not even a ballad with a beat. It no. is much more poppy. It's not similar to Mamamoo in a sense, mm-hmm. but it is more in the realm of Mamamoo than other. Because uh, yeah. Mamamoo is also a vocal group, sans the the one rapper that's got to rap and everything. But they sing more poppy songs or yeah. R&B-ish uh, yeah. songs. The way I would describe this song is actually very similar to some of the songs that uh, Mamamoo released when they kind of debuted around that time. Like a very Motown-y, mm-hmm. but with a pop kind of more poppy sound to it. So I would kind of say this song is Motown stylistically but it is very much a pop song very catchy yeah um, yeah yeah. they do a lot of like in the beginning Mamamoo like uh, didn't really dance dance right Mm -hmm. they like had a mic stand and they Mm -hmm. would do some dancing some movements Um, recently now they actually go full out dancing yeah um, but this group starts the same, right? They yeah. got mic stands. Sometimes they're passing the mic. Yeah. Uh, as you said, it's very Motowny. Yeah, like they kind of dance, but it's more just like pose dancing. Pose dancing. Yeah. Um, but they don't need to really dance because I think the highlight, of course, is, is their voices. Yeah, and I think what really sets this song apart from different songs is the way they kind of layer their voices and their harmonies. I think yeah. are very clean. Yeah. And a lot of times in these kind of vocal groups, they may harmonize, but it's usually just at the end, right? It's usually just at a... Yeah. It only happens for a little bit. Yeah. Um, And you're always like, damn, I wish they would harmonize more. And in this song, they they have a very specific, like, hello, 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 you know, that happens a lot. And I I really like it. Yeah. Um, And there's a lot of layering, Mm -hmm. uh, because one of the dudes can sing really fucking high. Really high. Um, And he gets layered in a lot, and it sounds great. Um, I I do think you said one of the... The downsides that you didn't like yeah. was that even though they have four members, they do all sound very similar, you said. Yeah. Which is kind of true. I think a huge kind of problem uh, kind of Korean musicians have is that their voices have a certain flavor to them. And it's very apparent uh, in this song. Like, don't get me wrong, they're very, very good singers and they harmonize very well. But if you had told me that there are three guys in this group and not four, I wouldn't know the difference. Right. Right. If you told me that there's two guys and not four, I would not tell the difference. I know there's more than one for sure, but you know, with modern kind of technology and like production, you can layer voices and layer the same voice and it'll sound really full. Yeah. Um, but I think this group will shine more in live performances and, you know, things like that. Mm. But uh, in kind of like a produced track, it doesn't really shine as much having a similar sounding voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I do agree that they do have very similar sounding. They're still great voices, though. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what else 
you would do, you know? Mm. Like, like the only thing I could think of is, like, maybe if they were an acapella group. Like if they were an acapella group, right. then you'd bring in the, 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 the dude with the bass, right? Mm. The dude, you know, who has a, a low voice. But yeah. usually in, in vocal groups, I feel like... You kind of... I, I don't know. I don't listen that much to AM. Hmm. Uh, how many members? They have four, right? They have four also. Like, yeah. did they also have the same problem with similar yeah. sounding... Because I, I just... I feel like 2AM, their voices definitely have more kind of parody to them mm. compared to this group. Obviously, I've heard tons more 2AM songs, yeah. right? And this is, I guess, quote-unquote their debut song, even though they released the song last week, I think, right? Yeah, well, we wanted to talk about, like, last episode, Yeah, there was this song, this song called Bing. Yeah. And I really liked this song. Yeah. And it, it didn't occur to me that this was also that was also a V Romance song. Yeah. Um, but it is a a it's a totally different style of song. Oh yeah. It's like an acoustic R and B type song, yeah. and they're like, they their voices are much lower, and mm-hmm. they're going they're going at, fucking at it. Uh, but it's also kind of a joke song. Yeah. It's not really serious. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's weird because the, they sang it seriously. Yeah. But the 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 song is pretty much just about like. Bullying. Being bullying and like scenarios where like extorting money and things yeah. like that, it, but I think that makes it funnier, right? When you're, yeah. kind of, you know. But the actual music video is is bad, like really it, low quality, really low quality. Yeah. It uses like it looks like a straight up middle school kind of like the project, project or yeah. something. It, it's really bad. But yeah. the song itself, like if you like this V Romance song, you should definitely check out this song called Being because because like Mamamoo. They're showing this more R&B type side, and they're showing this more poppy side, and that's really actually kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I'm actually kind of sad that I didn't pick that V Romance song last episode. Yeah, there's a few songs last episode where we really liked the song, but we didn't have too much to say about them. Like the uh, song by Melody Day. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called, though. Yeah, but, I mean, that video was not good, so I'm glad that they didn't choose that as their, like, debut song, because that would really kind of set my mind and and to what kind of group they are like they would forever be kind of like a joke group because this music video is actually produced yeah they got the suits they got everything they've got like those mic stands right and they look like they're having a lot of fun still yeah it's like kind of intercut with just people dancing Mm -hmm. and it that that looks pretty cool um i do think though that if uh the Bing song is a much better representation of like their voice voices their voice quality Yeah. yeah Even though their voices aren't great. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's V-Romance or Bromance. I do look forward to what they do. I really hope they continue on this track and not just straight up ballad, you know, ballad singing. Because I'm not down with it. Yeah. Because I I really feel like they are the brother group of Mamamoo. And Mamamoo, for a while, a long time, we had said like, oh, we really wish they'd go back to like the more Motown R&B roots because those are the songs that we really enjoyed from them. But looking at the success that Mamamoo's had by going in a more poppy route, like, I don't know if I would say, like, oh, I wish Mamamoo didn't do pop because, yeah. you know, now people know more about Mamamoo. They have more salience, right? And they're more popular. So uh, I can't really say for romance that, you know, oh, I hope they keep doing R&B and Motown because that's not too popular in Korea. I do hope mm. they do kind of have a good balance between pop music and catchiness and also kind of a r&b messing around having fun kind of being style also yeah and to be fair when we first heard the mama songs we were like hot damn this is hot fire. damn 
We love this shit. And yeah. while the, I think it's a great song, it's definitely not on par with uh, the early no. Mamamoo stuff. No. You know, like Peppermint Chocolate. Chocolate yeah. Peppermint. Chocolate Peppermint. Uh, Don't Be Happy. Don't Be Happy. Oh, this is some good-ass song, man. That bum keys. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about the next all one. All right, then. so the next song that I want to talk about is by a rapper. His name is Sick K with his song Rendezvous. Sick K, uh, he was a rapper. He was uh, made famous from Show Me the Money 4. Uh, he's, you know, put famous in quotes. Quote, quote, famous. I say famous, right? But he's not super famous. Uh, he did release a few songs after Show Me the Money 4. Nothing really too kind of popular in this song. Also not super popular. Uh, but the producer who made this song and made the beat for this song and produced it uh, was the same producer for Jay Park's The Truth Is. And we talked about that a couple episodes ago, I think. Yeah, it was um, one of our your favorite songs yeah. of 2016. So far, uh, the producer's name, his name is Groovy Room. And before the song starts, there's like this child or this kind of like weird produced voice, which he, they say like groovy everywhere. So just like, you know, Cha-Cha Malone, I need a Cha-Cha beat, you know. Everyone's Which he usually gets now. a girl to do it for him. Yeah. Or sometimes Jay Park says it. Yeah. It's never actually Cha-Cha Malone. Is yeah, it? it's never Cha-Cha Malone, I don't think. Huh. Uh, but it, that's his calling card. So this song uh, is stylistically a little bit different from The Truth Is. Uh, this song is more of a chill, baby-making music song. Obviously, that's why I chose it, because it's kind of up my alley. It's kind of my pocket pick. I really like baby-making music, uh, R&B. That's not super catchy, but kind of really simplistic. And I think, and this song, I do need to ask though, like, mm. why do you categorize this as baby making music? Uh, mainly because there's a certain, well, one lyrics, uh, and two, this song kind of has like this slow, drawn out beat to it that I kind of consider R and B baby making music because R and B slow jams kind of fall under a few categories one is like sad songs yeah right right r&b breakup songs yeah and there's like a kind of r&b baby making music songs that are slow right but yes. 
But, but no see, see when I hear baby, baby making music, yeah. I'm I'm instantly picturing like Jay Park Sex Trip mm. or his new song, which is you should give oh, it a listen. That's nasty. Uh, that's we, so we're nasty. not talking about it, but it's called I Don't, Don't Disappoint. Disappoint. In bed. Girl, I wanna fuck you right. Yeah, he, he ain't mincing words. No, he says, "Girl, I wanna uh, fuck you right." Yeah. He. Yeah. We were actually talking about like how weird it is though. Because the whole song is like, I'm a, I'm a fucking beast, right? I'm Jay Park, you know? Yeah, I'm My good dick bad. is the lance of God, right? I'm good and bad. Yeah, but the catchphrase of the song is like... I don't disappoint. It's like the lowest possible bar of like, okay, right? Yeah, it's, it's like saying like, the best I could do is average. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, not the best, like... He can do better than that. It's, it's like you can yeah. expect average, girl. Like yeah. that's what he's saying, right? Yeah. I don't disappoint. Like I, you won't be sad at least. <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty much like you know, I, I, we can have I'm good okay. sex. I'm okay. We can have good sex. I'm at least okay. I might be better than okay, but you I'm at be. least okay. Yeah, but I, I think there is a huge kind of disparity between blatant kind of baby making music songs and okay. songs like this were a little bit more subtle just the songs called like rendezvous and it's you know talk about pe- people meeting for like a one night stand and things like that but is the lyrics about that yeah okay yeah because it's so weird because the actual music video is the complete opposite totally different yeah the actual music video is like him and this girl who's also relatively famous in korea mm-hmm. uh, she's an actress she's a model, model. She was on, I think, school 2015. Mm-hmm. They may or may not be dating, although I refuse to believe that they're dating. Yeah. But it's like this intimate, like, like it starts off kind of baby making. Mm. She's like in a hot tub. You see very nice images of her booty mm-hmm. and her curves, right? But then it kind of slowly transitions to them like on dates. Looking at each other's eyes. Looking at each other's holding eyes. Hands. N- Not even barely holding, holding hands. hands. Like sh- brushing yeah. hands. Yes. Yeah. Like it's very weirdly innocent. Like yeah. they never kiss. They're never touching. Like it That's really weird. looks like they're like falling in love. It's really weird. But yet the song is about rendezvous. Yeah. I, it's it's, it's, Im- it's implied that it's kind of like a one night stand thing, you know. But the music video is not, right? Totally it shows them not. on multiple dates, multiple mm-hmm. different dates, multiple mm-hmm. different outfits. Like, yeah. it really looks like a home video that you show, like, at, at a wedding. Where it's yeah, like, like, how did mom and dad fall in love? Yeah. Know? That's why it's weird to me that you call it baby making music, because mm-hmm. I, maybe I don't understand the lyrics. So, mm-hmm. or I mean, not maybe. I definitely don't understand the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't singing it in a way that was like, I'm going to get my dick in your vagina, right? It was more yeah. like, like a chill song, very much like... Like, what was that other song? Like, Good. What was, like... Oh, Good? Yeah. By, uh... By Loco by was Loco in it. Gray. Gray. Whereas uh, more just, like... Elo. Oh, yeah. Elo, yeah. Elo. Um, but it was more just, like, this very simple backing track that's mm-hmm. repeated. There's not really a... Like, a super catchy, super hype. It's just mm-hmm. very, very chill. Like Bump. That. Bump. Like it was just weird to me that... Maybe the lyrics are all about fucking, and I just don't know. But hey, baby making music doesn't necessarily mean that you're you're hitting and quitting. Maybe it's baby. They're actually trying That's to make babies. That is true. Mm. Anyway, I don't think that ever probably happens, not. Though. No, <laughs> like I can picture <laughs> a parody not. version of a song that's exactly like that. Yeah. But sick K, for real though, stop wearing grills. Okay, no, no, you look like that. a twelve-year-old Asian kid. Stop wearing grills. Okay, because if this guy. Who I personally don't, I, 
he's more handsome than me. That's for damn sure. But not particularly not, attractive. Not particularly attractive, dude. Especially when he's wearing grills. Oh, especially exactly. he when prefers... he's wearing grills. Steven, much oh, much, much more. Thank you. Thank much you. Much more. So much. He wears like not like the best clothing. Like even no. as a rapper, it's like kind of like oversized long sleeve. It's like yeah. what. Interesting like clothing like places. non-confident kids wear in like high school like i used yeah. to wear in high school where it's like as many layers like don't look at my arms like don't look at my body yeah don't look at my body even though yeah. he's a skinny dude and then you read in the comments like he's dating this super hot girl you're like what the? he fuck? must have real good personality or he's really he must charming. not disappoint he... <laughs> she must not be disappointed yeah but mm. anyway that's enough of sick k all right stop the grills bro stop, stop the grills. that uh, <clears throat> let's move on to a group that is as opposite of grills as you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, they ain't no hippity hops. This is a group that's been around for a long time, although yeah. they recently lost a member and gained a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a trio group called Gavi and Jay with their new song, Shoobidoobidoob. <laughs> See, this is what G-Friend was smart, right? G-Friend is sometimes smart where they take a very, like, a, a song that if you translate in English could be, like, four or five words. Right. They were just, like, rough, right? Yeah. They are just, like... Megusis too. Although the new one... Navilera. not good. Like, Navi, that's hard to say. That's hard to say. It's hard to English spell, speakers. right? Like, who's Googling that, right? That's pretty damn hard. Uh, but Gabby and Jay fucked it up even more. Right, it's called Shubidubidubi. Yeah, um, but that's of course in the chorus. They're like Shubidubidubi. It's more like a Shubidubidoo. Yeah, but they write it as Shubidubidubidub. Shubidubidubi. They they created it. Anyways, uh, so we actually have heard of Gabby N J at least in name, not really the songs that they produce. Their songs have popped up on our list. We just never liked them. Yeah, that much. and. Uh, the music video starts out with kind of a, a thing that we like when debut groups come out. They show the names of each member and kind of like a, you know, five to ten second kind of close up on their face. Yeah. So you uh, know, like, who's who. You never, you look in the comments, you're not going to find yeah. uh, two seconds wearing white clothes. His name yeah. is Who's G- a who's the person at like 310, you yeah. know, like, but this group has been around for a really long time, apparently. Ten years. Yeah. And so they they swap down a member, and this they normally sing ballad songs. Is yes, they're they're a vocal group? Yeah. Um, 
And even though they've been around for 10 years, they've had a lot of uh, uh, member changes. Mm -hmm. And so they don't have any of the original members anymore. But two of the three, right, because one girl's brand new, have been as Gavi MJ for at least four four years. years. uh, Which is actually a really long time. So they're a vocal group, and this is not a kind of a ballad song. It's more of a dance, cutesy kind of song. But it really, really... Uh, is good because they are a vocal group and sometimes a dance track can get really sing-talky or there are really portions where you know the sing- that are, the singers can't really sing very well, but there's none of that in this song. Yes. Yeah, this is their first, I think their first ever uh, dance. pop dance track. Pop dance, yeah, whatever you um, call it. And you can really, like, I can hear, like, the song is not especially amazing, right? No, no. But I can hear the version of a lesser vocal group yeah. uh, singing this song. And if you listen to this song and you listen to like 90% of other girl group songs, like I'm already very in tune with the sing talking. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, you listen to the song, you listen to another song, and you're like, holy shit. There's a difference. There's a big fucking difference oh, yeah. between a group that can sing mm-hmm. and a group that cannot. And that's not always bad. Like, yeah. like are we really like twice. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of members in that group. Can't sing. Yeah, they do not, a lot. Of not really, not really string, not really strong singers. No. Yeah, most girl groups. There's that one girl that can that can sing. Yeah, and the rest kind of make up for it, right? Yeah. Uh, but you can really tell that 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 maybe not not all three of them. I actually don't know if the new girl's super good, but the other two girls, you can really tell that they're singing throughout the entire pop yeah. song because their voices are really full. There, it really just sounds like singing. singing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, there's rarely a time where they like have to put any modification on it yeah. right they don't have to increase the volume of the backing track so mm-hmm. that it kind of drowns out the, yeah. the sing talking right yeah. it's like oh people sing right yeah. people can sing yeah. it's really actually pretty cool yeah and it feels like the producer didn't really shy away from certain arrangements where they would have to sing kind of in strong <laughs> parts or like sing talking parts but it's really good in that aspect yeah. and uh, the song itself is about kind of like a girl falling in love with a guy who's already in a relationship or already has a girl that he likes. That's weird. Yeah. It's it's kind of weird. It, it's it's new kind of new ground I think in Korean pop music because usually that's kind of frowned upon, right? Even in western music that's a little bit frowned upon like, you know, home wrecking and things like I mean, that. She doesn't say she's going to go for it. She just, the she whole song like, is just oh, about, I'm crazy, I'm what crazy am I for you, what am I doing, like, yeah. can't help myself, like, yeah. he's just so, uh. I can't stop these feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Although, it, it is a very common trope in Korean dramas to, yeah. like, fall in love with somebody who's already taken. Like, well, it's kind of relatable. I mean, even in real life, it happens, you know, sometimes. True, and it's awful when it's your best friend's uh, girlfriend, and uh, then... And then, but she also likes both. Oh my god! Yeah. Actually, my favorite K dramas, which I haven't watched one in a very long time, that does this, mm-hmm. is when nobody's the bad guy. Like I, mm. I watch a lot of K dramas. Again, I make videos for Drama Fever. I watch a lot of them. K drama loss. And I really don't like it when it's too obvious who the bad guy who is. the bad guy is and who mm. the one she's going to end up with. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a reason why uh, Replay 1997 yeah. is one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Uh, because both guys, even though it was pretty obvious it was going to be the gook. Yeah. Uh, so in gook. Uh, but both guys were good guys. Yeah. Right. So in gook and his brother. Yeah. And, th- and there are no bad girls, like breaking them. Right. Yeah. But 
in the last three years, is there's just it's so obvious, it's so on the nose of like, it's, yeah, which one's the good one and which one's the bad one. It's so boring to me. Yeah. Right? I my favorite ones like Dream High yeah. is like when the Susie there are two guys that are both equally good and yeah. you and you might root for one, you might root for the other. I don't know why it went to this place. Yeah, but no, <laughs> but like <laughs> I, I really like it not only in like Korean dramas, but also Korean songs where it's it's not super cliche, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I really think I, I like this song more than I would because this is kind of new for Korea. Yeah, a song like this, I think. Yeah. But but I do think maybe if you just hear it real quickly, you're like, oh man, it's kind of a generic song. Mm-hmm. But like when we first heard it, a we were actually very surprised. We enjoyed it. Yeah. B, as we were listening to more, we were like, holy shit, some they of these voices sing. are pretty damn good, yeah. right? Um, and another group has tried to do it. We talked about Melody Day. Melody mm. Day started as a more vocally group. Yeah. But in Melody Days, they actually try to do more uh, dancing and a lot more mm-hmm. pop. And, and they kind of dance, but it's very basic dancing. Mm. And I think they did a good balance in um, yeah. in Gabby and Juice. Yeah. But, I mean, let's talk about the next song then. So the next song that we want to talk about is by Eric Nam featuring Loco. And this song, Can't Help Myself. songs uh eric nam uh his last song was good for you and it released around the same time as uh interview uh i I remember kind of liking those songs but they really grew on me Uh, i really really like them now good for you was more of a ballady song but this is like super the opposite it's a really upbeat dance song and he does a lot of weird funky dancing (laughs) he does yeah yeah eric nam i don't really like his um more ballady songs that much Mm. Because he never went full Chingu with a guitar, right? Mm. He never went full... He can play the guitar, right? Um, he can, yeah. but he never went full full on it, mm. right? Like, I think Roy Kim really went. stuck with it. He yeah. went in deep. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Eddie Kim. Eddie Kim. John yeah. Park, yeah. right? Uh, but Eric Nam has been... Dibble dabbling. Dibble and dabbling other things. And I think... I could be totally wrong, but I think this is the first one that's like super poppy. Mm. Like I, I'm not sure. Like his other yeah, ones that I can remember yeah. are still very ballad based, mm. and I don't think this one's ballad based at all. It, it, I think it is more poppy than like Interview, but I don't. Uh, Maybe I, I, I'm specifically thinking Good for You or like Heaven's Heaven Door or like mm. 
uh, some of his other stuff. That he, I can't he, he has made one that was really poppy. I just can't, can't, it doesn't come to mind, but a blue suit does come to mind. Hmm. Maybe I just never liked him. I mean, yeah, maybe that's why I, I, I deleted it from my mind. Yeah. But um, I think, like you, I think poppy, upbeat songs suit his voice a lot more because his voice sounds very bright. It's, yeah. it, you know, it, it doesn't have that kind of remorseful tinge to it, I think. You know, which is kind of, <laughs> I think, necessary for ballad songs. If you know, I mean, raspiness, you know, remorse, kind of sadness to the voice. The backing track is kind of loud and in the the bass is really, really prevalent, and sometimes his voice is kind of hard to hear, right? Yeah, there are some times, um, you didn't really agree with me, but like during the chorus, I think specifically, mm. where the higher his voice goes, the less power his voice has. Mm. Um, so while he can hit high notes, yeah. he, he, he can't hit him with power. Mm. So it, it gets drowned, his voice gets kind of drowned out sometimes by the backing mm. track, and I didn't really like that. Like, I wish he didn't need to go so damn high so that he can put a little bit more power, a little bit more, like, mm. oomph in it. But as I heard this song more and more more, like, I actually did enjoy him more every time. Mm. Um, I especially like that he just doesn't take himself seriously. Oh, yeah. Um, so the, he's, he's being, a, a, as you said, a complete dork. Mm-hmm. I, I do think they go a little bit too hard on the, like, I'm gonna make Eric Nam look like a dork, and like even though he's obviously handsome dude, a handsome ass dude, yeah. and I don't think would ever have any problems yeah, with. He ain't he ain't gonna be like they try really hard, I think, to Big Bang Theory him sometimes. Yeah. Where they're like, we're gonna put him in, like, give him these old ass glasses. glasses but yeah, it, it screams to me like trying too hard, trying too hard on yeah. on that front. Yeah. Um, like I think his natural personality is is, is I think he's a goofy guy. He's a goofy guy. Yeah. Uh, but they, I think they push is like, I am kind of a... Try, they sold, it, they sold it too hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, the one thing I hate the most is when people take themselves too seriously. Mm. Right. That's usually had nothing to do with pop ballady songs, but mm. like, you know, Sick K with the grills. Yeah. Nah, bro. No. We, we listened to a lot of songs this week of people taking themselves way too seriously. Yeah. J Park and Ugly Duck. Mm-hmm. Stop. Microdot. Full on, stop. Full on, cholo, man. Stop. Right. It's really the bravado that really gets us. Yeah. Because we know we know guys because we are guys ourselves, and we know guys have a certain pride to them, or they're trying to look cool, and it's just really obvious when you're trying really hard. Yeah, you're trying to. And Eric Nam, he he knows who he is. He's happy with who he is, and that that is, I think, really really kind of cool. Right. Yes, yeah. but uh, but to tie it back in, I do think sometimes he's trying way too hard. Hard to be yeah. in the opposite direction, yeah. where he's like trying way too hard to be the opposite of I'm going hard. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I'm going I, I, cute. Yeah, I think he's trying a little bit too hard. But uh, you know, the song itself, I think, even though there are times where the highness does get drowned out, I, I really like the electric guitar. I really like the bass. An electric guitar kind of rhythm really, really sounds like Maroon 5's Sugar. Yeah. It's like, da 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 Like, it's... it's Rhythmically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, well, and also the, the, the note. The kind of chord hits. progression, yeah. Uh, but it doesn't go on for too long. Like, no. like that is the basis of Sugar, right? Yeah. Uh, this is just, it happens a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, also has a rapper, mm-hmm. Loco. Completely unnecessary. I really don't know why it's in the song. Yeah. He, he kind of just passes by, like... Yeah, uh, luckily it's not super long. Yeah, but it also does the whole thing where like, 
all of a sudden the backing track it's not totally Frankenstein-y, but yeah. the backing track kind of changes. Local yeah. comes on, you're like, oh, what? forgot Local's in this song. Yeah, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do relatively enjoy this song. Mm-hmm. I I do look forward to Eric. Now I don't watch too much Eric Nam stuff, mm-hmm. but I know he's a lot of people really like him because he was on We Got Married. Mm-hmm. He's on uh, a lot of English speaking uh, mm-hmm. things like with uh, Park Ji Min from mm-hmm. Fifteen Anna. I forgot what that show's called. Where it's like mostly in English. Yeah, I know. Is this a song for you? No. No, it's more like an interview show. I watched it one time. I can't remember what it's on. Anyways. I don't think he's a host anymore. Anyways. Um, but as time goes by, my voice is getting worse, worse and worse. And I'm, I'm getting really tired. All right, let's, let's um, try to... But you know what I'm not tired of? What? Audiobooks. Hey. Uh, if you can't help us out on Patreon, and you can't help us out on a PayPal... You can help us out by signing up for a free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash T-W-I-K. Three of you guys did use it last month. Hey! Recently I saw that. And so if you sign up for that free trial, you get a free audiobook from over 180,000 titles. Last time we mentioned how awesome it is if you got some Harry Potter. Yeah. Right? But recently, I also downloaded, I don't know why I did, but I downloaded all of the Percy Jackson books. Oh, those are good. Because I read like three of them. series. And then I never continued it. Um, I don't, actually, I think I, I haven't finished the series also. I kind of stopped before they were finished. And there's a lot. There's like, like, the whole Percy Jackson is like seven or six. Yeah. Then there's another set later on of another like five. Yeah. Or six There's or a something. lot of Percy Jackson books. And then there's like, they just recently, he just recently started a new trilogy. That I did not know that. <laughs> like, it's already like on the second book. Too. Damn. All right. But it's not just Percy Jackson. It's like Percy Jackson is about Percy Jackson. Yeah. The second group is about another group of people, but Percy uh-huh. Jackson or at least characters from Percy show up. And the third one is again also about another one. But then if I rem- recall, it's like Greek and then it's like Roman or then it's all different, like, mythologies. Just different mythologies and yeah. they all kind of meet up in our bros. Yeah. Uh, but maybe you should download that. I don't know. Hey, maybe. Maybe you just watch the movie and you're like, why the fuck? Would anyone want to see more of this shit? And you're right, because movies sucked. But the books, not bad. Pretty damn good. Not bad. So check us out on Audible. And also, we didn't get any iTunes reviews. Oh, that's sad. Um, but you can do that. That helps out. I want to talk more, but it hurts. All right. So let's move on to my last pick. And this is a a, a band. An indie yeah. band. Korean indie band. Yeah. Uh, they go by 24 Hours. And their new song is called Get It On.
lot of Korean bands have started to like find their own sound. And this band really sounds like an American actually indie band, uh, not not like Japanese rock and not this like old school rock that a lot of kind of Korean bands start to follow. Yeah. But this kind of pop rock really sounds to me like OK Go style or maybe even like Two Door Cinema Club, like Franz Ferdinand. Like we were talking about Drug Restaurant a while ago about how that's starting to sound like interesting. Yeah. But that song still sounded very J-Rocky to me. It yeah. sounded a little bit, you know, kind of like an Asian rock group. But this song, when I heard it, definitely totally different yeah if it wasn't in korean i would have been like is it this is pretty modern right yeah. this sounds pretty good um i know nothing about this group neither do i we loaded up the video zero expectations uh it's very simple music video mm -hmm. it's pretty much uh mainly just like a one shot of uh these four people mm -hmm. doing a ghetto ass dance yeah it, it with lowered frame rates yeah kind of uh but the dance is like, it really does seem like a school project dance. Yeah. Where like, they obviously can't dance, but they took the time to do this choreography. Yeah. You know, it's kind of cute in its own way. Yeah, it's 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 charming in a, in a certain kind of low-key, low-production way. Yeah. One of the dudes has like a super serious face the whole time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even look like he's having fun. Because um, he's probably like the person who was like, I'm totally against dancing and everybody else made him dance. Yeah, you know? they're like, still, it'll be great for the video. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing that made it interesting for us was that, I mean, obviously we know who the singer is because the singer is singing. Yeah, yeah. But there are three other members. One of them's a girl. Mm -hmm. And we were like, which instrument do these people play? Because yeah. they don't ever show it in the music video. Yeah. Um, and, and that was pretty fun. Yeah, and because I think what really stood out for me in this song was like the bass was really, really good. Yeah. For my... There were a lot of like... I know I've said this before, but one of my favorite things about bands mm -hmm. is when I can hear every instrument mm -hmm. separately. They each have, and, and, and like I really like you know you know like it doesn't have to be a full on ACDC riff, right? Mm -hmm. But like catchy riffs are really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or just parts where I'm like, oh, that's that guitar. Oh, that's that guitar. Oh, that's that guitar. I really yeah. like that. Um, and this one had it in, in spades, yeah. I think. Like this song, I think, really sh like stood out for me is because, like you said, every instrument is audible and every instrument kind of has a personality. Yeah. 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 And you, that just doesn't really happen in Korean bands that, that we've heard. Mm -hmm. And we know some of that. Like, we heard an FT Island song. Right. Which was also really strange. Which, which technically was really good. Like, technically sound. They were, like, playing instruments really yes. well. But for me, I, I didn't really feel much from it. I don't know why. Yeah. It was definitely a song that was so weird because it, it was it was starting like a song that was going to end in, like, <laughs> like, that kind of rock. But then they obviously don't do that. So it just kind of, like, retreated into, like... It was, it was, yeah, it was a weird. Ballad, it was weird. Yeah. Um, but anyways, speaking of ballads, yeah, the last song that we're going to talk about is a ballad uh, between a guy and a girl. The guy is Sam Kim, the girl Kwan Jin Ah, and their song is For Now. Yeah, 
Yes, both of these people are from Antenna Music. Yeah. Um, Antenna Music, of course, the head is the dude in K-pop star. What's yeah. his name? He has his own show. He has a sketchbook show. Yui Yor. Okay. Something like that. Yes. Um, but they're both from K-pop star Three, I think. Yes, they're both uh, from K-pop Star yeah. Three. Sam Kim was a runner-up, Kwon Zina, uh third place. Yeah. And this song, I think, what really sets it apart from me from most ballad songs is that when Steven and I both listened to this, we could really feel the emotion in the voices. Yes. And that and, doesn't happen often. And not in that super generic no. KOST kind of quote-unquote emotion. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel fake. Like, it really feels like the, the way they sing the song, it really... Seems like this is their own sadness. Yes. Right? Yes. And the song starts with the girl singing, and she has this really kind of flavor to her voice that is not Korean. I think it sounds very. Um, I don't. I don't want to keep saying Western because it kind of sounds racist, but it sounds kind of like a '90s R&B flavor to it. Hmm. Yeah. It might just be my ears, but if you hear her voice, it definitely has personality to it and like kind of a tinge of regret it seems like yeah definitely the emotion is the the key part here yeah. where it's like you can hear the sadness mm-hmm. you can hear but also you can hear how good of a singer she is yeah she's a i think if there's anything about this episode it's like people can it's fucking sing, sing. right like well i mean who do we talk we talk about uh uh I mean, Eric Nam, I mean, Gabby and Jay, right. V Romance. Romance. Yeah, this is an episode, episode of like, people Hayes. who can sing, you know. And, yeah. and Girlfriends, uh, G-Friends, Naviera, like, that is a really hard song to sing. Yes. Also. Um, but this song, I think it really kind of is good because the backing track is super simple. It's just like an acoustic guitar. Yeah. And so the voices can really shine. So after Kwon Jin Ah is done singing, Sam Kim comes in and he has this voice that is just like not not particularly technically sound, but it really has so much emotion in it that when you hear it, like you just can't help but feel sad for him because it sounds like he just broke up with his girlfriend like yesterday and he's been crying like all day and now he's singing a song about it. Yeah. Yeah. But he normally has a very raspy kind of voice yeah and it sometimes it doesn't always fit with the song he's trying to sing yeah like even though i really liked his song with with crush the no nunchi yeah um no nunchi yeah. yeah this song 
is a much better fit for, for his, his style. style of voice. But now this is, even though I think this is technically a very good song, mm-hmm. his voice is amazing. Mm-hmm. Her voice is amazing. They sing together mm-hmm. at the end. It's not a song that I want to listen to ever. And I life. think that's and that's a huge reason why, like you and I, for most ballads and OST songs, like they don't really have as much lasting value because they are, I think, what we consider mood songs. You have to be in a certain mood to listen to this song, and like if you don't feel sad or want to feel sad, you don't necessarily want to listen to this song when you're like feeling super happy because it's going to bring you down. Yeah. Right. Like and and personally, I just when I'm sad, you don't want to listen to sad, sad music. Right? Yeah, I don't want to listen to happy music. Exactly. That's why I got into K-pop in the first place. Yeah. Um, but the music video—we didn't talk about the music video. Mm-hmm. It matches the the song perfectly. Yeah. It's like this split screen, very close up of uh, Sam Kim's face, Kwon yeah, Jin's face. face, and it's one for both of them separately. It's one long take. Yeah, of just backing out. Sad face looking sad. Crying. But it matches so well. Yeah. And the lyrics itself are are just so sad. So the the, the Korean uh title for the song is Yogi Kaji. And Yogi Kaji, if you guys watch like Korean Namza and stuff like that, you'll say it at the end, like, oh Yogi Kaji, you know, right? And that means like up to this point. But it's kind of a hard translation to mean kind of like, okay, I'll stop here. Mm. And so this song is about this guy who has a new girlfriend and him and his ex are still kind of good friends and they meet each other and she's she's singing from her point of view. It's just like, oh man, yeah, she looks really nice. She looks really pretty and, you know, we might have gotten along really well, but you guys look like you suit, suit each other better and like when you introduced me as your best friend, all I hated myself because all I could do was laugh. And he comes in and he's talking about how, oh yeah, you know, is it really obvious that I try to find a girl who's like exactly like you? Like, we're, you know, she's pretty, she's, you know, she's kind, but she's not you. And so both of them say like, oh, we have a, have a lot to say to you, but I'll stop here. And it's just kind of like so ironic and just so kind of bittersweet. Cause it's, it's like oddly specific. It's, like, it's like yeah, that's what makes it. Went through, that's what makes this. it extra. You know, kind of you really yeah. feel it because it's so specific in the scenario, in the lyrics, and just the way they sing it. But it's the best kind of ballad because even if you have no idea what the fuck they're saying, you, you still feel, feel it because their their damn singing voice is so yeah. freaking good. Yeah. Um. So that'll be it because. My voice wants to murder mm-hmm. me. Um, but I do want to mention, though, that uh, as we've said previously, we are both going on vacation mm-hmm. in August yeah. uh, for about two to three weeks. Uh, now, we will record two after show shows. Mm-hmm. One of them will come out next week and one of them will come out sometime during the point that we're gone. Yeah, in those break times. Yeah. But the next main episode will not be until around august 28th yeah the last week in august yeah yes so that will be almost that will be more than a full month 
between main episodes. Mm -hmm. So we just want to tell you that. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully you stick around for the after shows. Right mm -hmm. now we're planning one of them to be about Show Me the Money 5. Yeah. Um, hopefully we, we can watch some of that. Because Steve and I haven't watched any of that yet. Uh, I've listened yeah. to the songs, but it's obviously different. Yeah, but the songs are like destroying, especially B-Wise, are mm -hmm. destroying Killing the Korean it. charts. Yeah. So we want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. um, the second after show show uh, is going to be our favorite summer songs. Probably top five of our favorite summer songs. Of all time. Of all time. Not just this summer. I mean, that wouldn't make sense. Anyways, <laughs> also, there's not that many good ones. Um, but of all time, our top five summer songs. So uh, that will be one of the few times we actually talk about things from the past. Yeah. Because we very rarely talk about things that are not from the current year. Yeah. Um, so that is our plan. Hopefully, you guys stick with us. Because the last summer, the last time we took a break, a big break in summer for vacation... Our numbers went down dramatically. Dramatically. Like it was weirdly, yeah. I don't even know why that happened. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't happen this yeah. year. Uh, but again, it's the very end. So I do want to thank everybody for listening. Mm -hmm. um, again, we got Patreon. You can help us out. PayPal, Audible. Let's say you like this stuff. You mm -hmm. want to give us some help. We're trying to get to 300. Uh, don't forget you can contact us on Twitter uh, uh, at This Week in K-Pop. Mm -hmm. Josh is still being shamed into posting stuff on Instagram. I'm trying, though. At This Week in K-Pop. You can email us, mm -hmm. thisweekinkpop at gmail.com. Please talk to us. And, of course, if you donate on, on, on Patreon, we haven't talked about it in a while, you can talk to us on Slack. Yeah. There are actually a lot of people that, that still donate, and they don't actually talk on Slack, and that's perfectly fine, too. Fine. You don't have to talk. Just do what you like. Just do what you want to do. All right? So with that, we're going to end this. We're not going to have another main episode for, for a month. Yeah, Hopefully my voice recovers for the after shows that we need to record later. We'll Bye. see you guys next time.